Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And now, it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Live from 680 The Fan Studios in the Battery Atlanta's The Buck Baloo Show. Here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Road Dog ready to get to work. DT in the house. Hope your Thursday's off to a great start. And I couldn't take a shower this morning. It was all froze up. And we dripped the faucets. Did not drip the shower. So hopefully that'll be uh, warmed up a little bit when I get home a little later. Yeah, that cold weather, man. I could never live in the north. I'm a southern boy. Always will be. A lot to get to. Short time to get there. Let's let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Will Alabama have enough players to line up and play ball next season? That is the question. At this pace, they might have to shut it down for a year and regroup under new head coach Kalen DeBoer. For Alabama players, the transfer portal is open with Nick Saban retiring. And right now, the floodgates are wide open, and Tuscaloosa looks like uh, it looks as busy as the Mexican-U.S. border. At last count, 21 Crimson Tide players have hit the transfer portal. And one of my sources is telling me that Tide mascot Big Al could be the next one to hit the exit button. Or will that next man out be quarterback Jalen Milrow? Gone. Tide recruiting class is also under siege. With at least five highly rated players backing out of commitments since Saban stepped down. Add it all up and the exit number right now stands at 25 plus defections. DeVore's most recent recruiting class at UW... Checked in at number 41. He has never had a top 10 recruiting class. Now back to the portal. Yesterday, Caleb Downs and Caden Proctor hit the eject button. And they are two of Alabama's youngest and best players. Now get this. As you know, the Georgia Bulldogs visit Tuscaloosa September the 28th. Roll down tide. And you gamblers probably already know the line. Dogs are favored by three. Might want to go ahead and jump on it. Georgia could be a 10-point favorite by March. Down goes Alabama. And there's the big take. It's brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air for your HVAC repair. Contact locally on Daco Systems. And you can find them online at DacoSystems.com. Keeping Atlanta comfortable, one home at a time. Let's get to the Falcons. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. 
And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, so day 10 of the search for a new head coach. Seven interviews have taken place in the 10 days. Got Harbaugh, Belichick, McDonald, Weaver, Wilkes, Callahan, and Avaro. They've got five more interview requests out there. They're looking to get done. Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, Raheem Morris, Antonio Pierce, Bobby Slowick. So you add it all up, you got 12 interviews they're trying to get done. What's the latest with Bill Belichick? Well... During show prep for today's show, I ran across uh, Belichick has two criteria for his next head coaching job. One, needs to be a talented roster. Two, he's looking for an underachieving team. I don't think the Falcons and the Chargers would qualify for those two criteria. Now, the difference in the Chargers and the Falcons, Chargers have a big-time franchise quarterback in place. The Falcons don't. Advantage Chargers. Would the Raiders and Seahawks qualify for the talented but underachieving teams? The Seahawks certainly have some talent. I wouldn't even say they underachieved all that bad. They're pretty darn close to uh, to making a... Uh, Belichick might look at them and say, we can make them a playoff team immediately. Geno's still got something left, right? Yeah, they got, and they got some player, talent, man. And they got some talented players up there, so that makes sense. So these two criteria, the Not so Titans, much for the Raiders, Panthers, Commanders, I don't believe those three organizations would qualify under those two criteria. Now, I would add a third. Maybe Belichick didn't mention this, or maybe the uh, folks that wrote this didn't didn't catch this. But I'm going to add a third criteria. The quarterback situation. Look, it's the NFL. You can't win without a quality quarterback in place. What's the plan in Atlanta? Going to deal with the Chicago Bears and get Justin Fields in here? You going to sign Kirk Cousins in the free agent market? Are you going to go with Russell Wilson and all that baggage? And the baggage is big-time money for the most part. What is the plan at quarterback for the Falcons? I'm sure Belichick has taken a long look at that. Chargers have been really quiet. Seems like everybody is coveting that job. San Diego sounds like a good place to live. And you got a franchise quarterback in place. They don't have a general manager, so the new head coach has some leverage and power and input. With the Chargers, I would say that is highly questionable with the Falcons, the way they are structured. We'll continue to monitor this. Uh, as I've scoured through these Falcons head coaching candidates, look, I'm familiar with most all of these guys, with the exception of one Anthony Weaver. He was the one outlier I just was not real familiar with. And Anthony Weaver appears to be one of those under-the-radar candidates. Ravens defensive line coach. Assistant head coach to Harbaugh there in Baltimore. 
interviewed last Sunday with the Falcons. 43 years old. He's got 19 years of NFL experience. 12 as a coach. 7 as a player. He's a player for the Ravens and the Texans. Had one year as a coordinator with the Texans. That was 2020. The rest of the time, he's been a defensive line coach with the Jets, the Bills, the Browns, the Texans, the Ravens. All in the AFC. Maybe that's why I was overlooking him uh, a little bit. And they are saying my research showed up that Harbaugh and the Ravens, they had Anthony Weaver involved in the search for a new offensive coordinator last offseason. And the hire was Todd Munkin, who got that job, and he's done an amazing job with Lamar Jackson. So that's probably uh, very positive that Weaver can put on his resume and talk about in these interviews. I'm sure the potential employers would look at that and go, wow, he, he knows a good coach when he sees one. Got to hire a coaching staff if you're a head coach. Here's an example of him knowing who to hire. Now, he played football at Notre Dame. His reputation is a likable guy, a tremendous work ethic, a culture builder. I think we need that here in Atlanta. And if he gets this Falcons job, he would be the first African-American head coach in Falcons franchise history. Now, Raheem Morris was the interim guy for a minute. If it is Weaver, I wonder, okay, he's been on that defensive side of the ball. I know uh, Todd Monken, he was impressed with him. But who would be Weaver's offensive coordinator? Sure, that's something that Rich McKay and him spoke about. Speaking of Monken, interviewing with the Chargers, seems like everybody wants that job. I think Road Dog even interviewed for that. That's where I was yesterday. Monken interviewing with the Chargers and the Panthers. So that is the latest, as I know it at least, with the Atlanta Falcons. Day number 10 of the head coaching search for Rich McKay and Arthur Blank and the search committee. Not sure Fontenot's involved in all this. That's just an educated guess. All right, coming back on the other side, man, I'm going to drop my college football preseason top five, and we're going to uh, hang out with Cole Kubelik. Cole getting it done at Sports Talk Radio over in Birmingham at Jocks, and he is an ESPN SEC Network college football analyst. We've got Kubelik next here on the Blue Show on the fans, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan Wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Oh. 
Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, Cole Kubelik, ESPN, SEC Network, college football analyst, co-host over the Mac and Cube show and at Jocks in Birmingham and former Auburn Tiger center and captain. Cole, we appreciate you making time for us here on the Blue Show today. Hey, Buck, I appreciate you having me. Good to catch up again. Hey, so, uh, you know, the big story there, Alabama's got him a new coach with Nick Saban retiring and a lot of talk about uh, DeBoer getting the job coming down from Washington. I I gave it a, a B grade. I, I was, you know, this guy's an outstanding football coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Uh, you seem like you're very positive on this. What kind of grade would you give Alabama for this hire? I would give it an A just because I've, I've had a chance to be around Coach DeBoer uh, a couple of times in the last year or so. I uh, had the Alamo Bowl last year, spent some time out in Seattle uh, right after the season, and then I was on the call for the Sugar Bowl this year as well uh, for the McAfee Megacast. And I'm just really impressed with him as a person. And then I think when you put the combination of he and Ryan Grubb together, I've had a, I've had multiple conversations with Jay Kaner, his quarterback at Fresno State, uh, with Michael Penn just about how they operate and, and, and what they do offensively. Uh, these guys want at every level. I, I have a, a extra respect for guys that come up from the lower ranks of college football and can still find their ways to be successful as they grow. And I understand that there are going to be some concerns, but, I mean, hell, Buck, who are they going to bring in that people didn't nitpick and think that there was going to be part of it that wasn't going to work? No You're doubt. not going to be Nick Saban. This isn't the NFL draft. Like, there's no comps. <laughs> you know, Kirby Smart's the closest thing that we got to Nick Saban, and he wasn't coming to Alabama. So there's just there wasn't another guy that you were going to plug in and everybody collectively was going to say, oh, yeah, this will work or this will be great. But based on what Alabama was up against, the timing and the fact that the greatest college football coach we've seen was just stepping down, you're not going to hit. You're not going to check every box that's going to satisfy every single person here. But with what they with what was out there and what they could realistically get. Uh, I don't think Dan Lanning was was a real option personally. I don't think you're going to pay between 20 and 30 million just to talk to a guy uh, with where today's things are with the NIL and different things like that. Sure. That well can run dry. I mean, it's not it's not Texas or Texas A&M. There's only a couple of schools that I think you look at that fiscally just don't even have to be responsible. Very small handful. How would you um, describe think- DeBoer as a head coach? Uh, his philosophy, his beliefs. I think he's someone who is not going to be square peg round hole offensively. They're going to take the strengths of what they have on their roster. They're going to mold their offense around that. I think he's a guy that relates very well to the players. Players love playing for him. The guys I've spoken to have all had wonderful things to say about just being a part of his facility. And I think he's a guy that's going to focus on on that building and on the locker room and the culture and trying to build that and trying to have the strength come from the relationships and the guys wanting to play with and for one another. That's a big part of what he stands for. So um, he's not going to have the same personality as Nick Saban, but I do think from a competitive standpoint, he's right there neck and neck with wanting to win as much as Coach Saban did. You know, my only concerns from the outside looking in would be, you know, the whole idea you're coming into the Deep South for the first time limited contacts and we had some fun on social media a few days ago you pointed out that he had already three contacts on that coaching staff and then he's added a retained a couple of guys so i think the number's at five right now uh, my concern would be you know no relationships with the coaches in the state of high school coaches in the state of alabama and, and georgia and florida where alabama's going to go out and recruit and i'm not saying he he won't be able to establish that lord i don't think he 
he's going to pull a Harson and not step foot in some of these high schools. So that was my concern with that. You don't have a concern on that one. He's going to hit the ground running there. No, I think it's fair to have the concern, Buck. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it, – it's 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 kind of odd, though, because we've seen guys that didn't have a lot of ties come in and, and have some success. I mean, Coach Saban didn't have a lot of deep ties to the South when he came to Louisiana. He won a national championship. So, But then we've seen other guys that we thought were going to be home runs because of how well connected they were to the SEC, and that didn't seemingly work out. So I think it comes down to your personality and your work ethic, and I'm, I'm confident that Kalen DeBoer checks both of those boxes. Um, I think bringing in a lifer in Kane Womack, who's been a head coach in this state, and also been a head coach in Mobile, where we all know there's a boatload of talent in and around that area, is going to be of massive benefit. Uh, Maurice Lindquist is a guy that's been in the SEC twice. He's also operated as a head coach. I love a guy that can check his ego and bring in former head coaches and, and have those to be able to bounce off of and guys you can go to and say, how'd you do this? Or how, how did you handle this? I mean, you know, look at Kirby. He's got Bobo. He's got Muschamp, multiple guys on staff that he can walk down the hall and say, you like us doing this this way? Or they can go to him and say, hey, we tried it that way. It didn't work. I, I might reconsider. I just think there's a ton of extra value in that. And obviously, Kalen DeBoer is looking that direction as well. So it's not going to be perfect. But I also think it's a little bit ignorant with some of these high school coaches in the state of Alabama acting like they're not going to want to have a relationship with the head coach at Alabama. I mean, what <laughs> what kind of head coach are you in this state if you're trying to sort of put up some sort of stiff arm to not allow the head coach of the Crimson Tide to come to your school and recruit your kids? So I don't think there'll be any issue from a work ethic perspective. Is he going to have to put more work into it to develop those relationships? Absolutely he is. I don't think he's afraid of that. And I also think that this new role for Nick Saban could help offset that just a little bit, something that I just like, honestly did not think would take place. Talking college football with Cole Kubelik. He uh, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Do you think Lanning uh, and, you know, Sarkeesian, Norville, uh, those guys were scared off about, you know, the old rule of you don't want to follow a legendary coach? I just don't think coaches think that way, honestly. Um, I think I think you have to have a certain amount of confidence mixed with a little bit of arrogance. And maybe it mixed with just a little bit of ego because you have to believe that your way will work. I don't think these guys take these jobs if they don't believe that. Um, otherwise, even if it's not directly following a legend, most of these coaches wouldn't take any of these jobs because of the difficulties and what other people had done. So I, I think it's, you look at the resources available, you look at who's going to be behind it. You look at past success and, you view that as, well, this can be done there. Therefore, we know we can get to that. What can I do to take it to the next level? And I don't think Kalen DeBoer is going to go to the next level based off what Nick Saban did, but I think there's a chance he could get close. And if he gets close, then that's going to be deemed as a success by just about everybody. So I just think that there's a lot of folks that, that don't view it that way. Um, I think the landing buyout was an issue. I think Dan Lanning's a star. I mean, we met with him. I think it was Vanderbilt. Georgia had Vandy in Nashville. He walks in the meeting room in the hotel. And, I mean, after five minutes of the first time I'd ever been around him, I was like, you can just go ahead and put this on the board. Like, this guy's going to be one of the best in the country one day. Um, you know, I, I think Sark got a raise. Norvell got a raise. Those guys are in pretty good spots right now. 
Um, I mean, I think you could probably draw a lot of comparisons and say that things are pretty even between Alabama and Texas right this very second. Bama struggles a little bit with NIL. Texas way ahead of the game in NIL. Uh, those are two of the most powerful programs in the history of college football. So I, I think that if you were looking at the top of the list, Kalen DeBoer was either 1 or 1A, 1B. He was going to be one of the guys that they heavily vetted to get this job, and Greg Byrne went and got his guy. A handful of years ago, it was sort of a no-brainer. Everybody thought, okay, if Saban, when he walks, Dabo Sweeney's going to step in. And gosh, I, I barely heard his name mentioned here. What happened? Yeah, I don't think he was a real candidate. I, I think that with the way that he's handled some things, he rubbed some people in Tuscaloosa the wrong way. I think there are a lot of folks around that, that athletic department that understand where college athletics, specifically where college football is going. And, and Dabo doesn't really seem to be open to that. And and I'm not one of these guys that's going to tell you that he's never talked to somebody about the portal. I know that's not real, but the results do tell you a story that's different than what a lot of other college coaches are doing. And I, I Greg Byrne is a very forward thinking athletic director um he's not someone that is stuck in the times he understands the landscape is changing he tries to get ahead of that curve on a regular basis i think alabama was fortunate to have him and i think that's one thing that probably stuck out there is he sat back and said listen if we're gonna if we're gonna continue any kind of the success that coach saban built here it's not going to be being stubborn it's not going to be you know stomping our foot and putting our fist down on the podium and saying we don't like where college athletics is right now we got to change at the times. we got to move ahead and find out a way to get, you know, be be first with the next thing that changes here. And I think that was something that a lot of folks over there in Tuscaloosa looked at and said, we're, we're not sure that that's going to continue to be successful with that model. Lane Kiffin with too much baggage. I know McElroy saying he burned too many bridges to be considered for this. I don't think it was ever a real option, no. Uh, I think that there there are folks there that have a lot of clout, a lot of power that did not want that to take place. What about Georgia Kirby swooping in and uh, grabbing uh, Coach Robinson, bringing him aboard? That looks like a coup over here at Georgia. T-Rob is an elite recruiter. It's a big loss for Alabama. You look at his resume now, it's going to have Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, South Carolina. He's going to be in a great spot to get a head coaching job. I think his next move will be that. I think he will begin to have some real conversations about being a head coach in the next few years. He'll have Kirby behind him. I think Coach Saban would give that his blessing. He'll have obviously have Muschamp behind him, who who has, I think, tried to help him with that before. But you're bringing in an elite recruiter. You're bringing in a great secondary coach. I know that Glenn Schumann is going to call the defense. But I believe, I personally believe T-Rob had a heavy hand in the play calling for Alabama's defense this past year. So he's more than capable of doing it. And now he's been with Will. He's been with Nick and Kevin Steele. So he has all the variations of that defense and what it is. Glenn Schumann's kind of put his fingerprints on it in a little bit of a different way, just like Dan Lanning did. So he'll be able to go learn under him and have a couple more intricacies that he can add. He's great helping out with punt returners as well. It's something that nobody really talks about, but he brings an added benefit there. He's got a direct pipeline to South Florida. So I think it's a massive gift for Kirby Smart. It's definitely not one that he needed. I mean, just what Georgia needs, right? Another elite recruiter. Uh, but to be able to go get a guy like that from Alabama is a, is a massive game for Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. Hey, There's we no appreciate doubt. you. Thanks for coming on, Cole. Appreciate you, Bug. Thanks for having me. Great having Cole on. You can hear the entire interview. Actually, there's more 
on that. Didn't have uh, time to play the entire thing on the show today, but you can check that entire interview out on my podcast, Bucks Beat. Episode 91 will drop later today. Got some news coming down on the Falcons head coaching search. Just dropped a couple of minutes ago. Ian Rappaport reporting that Belichick will have a follow-up interview with the Falcons this weekend. And I'm sure they will uh, get a little deeper into the conversation about him becoming the head coach. A little deeper than the one he had with Arthur Blank on the super yacht a few days ago. Maybe uh, get a little deeper into the roster conversation, the quarterback plan, who his offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator would be. Maybe even uh, take a look at where his parking spot would be or if he's going to get a corner office, you know, some of those details there. But uh, apparently Belichick and the Falcons will meet again face-to-face coming up this weekend. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Never too early, right, for your uh, college football preseason top 5. I'm dropping it right now. Under consideration. Didn't quite make the cut. Alabama. Ole Miss. We got Jackson Dart coming back. It'll be his third season at quarterback. Kiffin is loaded up in the transfer portal. Adding like defensive lineman Walter Nolan, receiver Juice Wells. Yeah, Ole Miss is going to be in the mix this year. Also considered Utah. Got Cameron Rising coming back for his 12th year as quarterback of the Utes. And they'll be playing a Big 12 schedule. So Utah, Ole Miss, and Alabama under consideration, not quite making it. And remember, that's not bad news because if you're one of the first ones of the first four are not in, you're still in the playoffs next year. Playoffs, yeah, top 12, man. Top 12. All right, so here's my preseason top five. Checking in at number five. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Plenty of outstanding talent. Be interesting to see how this Will Howard quarterback situation works out. They've got talent up and down the roster. They've recruited very well. I've got the Buckeyes checking in at five. Number four, Dan Lanning's Oregon Ducks. Gone is Bo Nix. Insert Dylan Gabriel, who can run that offense. Oregon, like Ohio State, has recruited very well. They've got talent. On both sides of the ball, excellent coaching staff. I've got the Ducks at four. Number three, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Looks like they'll have one of the top defenses out there in college football in the upcoming season. Really love their quarterback, Riley Leonard, who transferred in from Duke. And, man, he was balling until he got hurt late in the season. They bring in Denbrock as the offensive coordinator who did a good job at LSU, Notre Dame, the Fighting Irish, number three. Number two, the Texas Longhorns. Got Ewers back at quarterback. Their line of scrimmage is strong, both the offensive line, the defensive line. 
They've added some more weapons at the wide receiver position in that transfer portal. Got some dangerous weapons out wide. Texas is back in the mix, man. I got the Longhorns entering the season number two. They step into the SEC. Number one. Dogs on top. How about the dogs? Kirby is reloaded. You got Carson back at quarterback. Back for another season. A couple of seniors on that defensive front coming back. Looks like the secondary is going to get reloaded. They'll be well coached. Both sides of the ball. Thank you, Buck. Bulldogs 46-2 in the last 48 games. Coming off a 13-1 season where they got the stiff arm from the college football playoff committee after a three-point loss to Alabama in the SEC title game. Last three seasons, 13-1, 15-0, 14-1. Loaded with talent, well coached. I've got the dogs won. So the Buck Blue Show 2024 college football preseason top five. Dogs on top. Texas number two, Notre Dame three, Oregon four, Ohio State five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, so I know the Fighting Irish fans out there are uh, pretty happy with that. Number three. How about Notre Dame? Alabama fans are going to continue to be upset with me. They are just a little bit sensitive, though, I found out through the years. So I'm going to be okay with that. Roll down time. Never too early for the college football preseason top five. The fans got a Georgia Bulldogs national champion on the beat. 25-20, Mark's on like 15 10, Get in there! This is the Bulldog Beat with Buck Baloo, presented by Georgia's own credit union and attorney Ken Nugent. Yeah, big day yesterday, big news day for the Bulldogs. Uh, Caleb Downs has entered the transfer portal after a tremendous All-American type season as a freshman at Alabama last season. He had 40 more tackles than anybody else on the Alabama defense. That is amazing. And as a freshman, dude was balling. Entered the transfer portal yesterday. Looks like Georgia and Ohio State are in the mix here trying to get his services. So I think Georgia would be the favorite to land downs. We'll keep an eye on that one. And as we uh, think about, I'm sure, with Malachi Starks coming back, another All-American caliber season out of Starks. What is the best all-time Georgia safety combination that we've seen through the years? And the best I can come up with was Thomas Davis and Greg Blue. Tremendous combination. Those guys, they both would hit you, man. I mean, they were intimidators back there at safety. And so if it is Downs and Starks at safety next season... Can't wait to see that. K.J. Bolden also in the mix, five-star freshman coming in in this current recruiting class. And I think it's an example of it is true. Relationships are still important when it comes to recruiting, both at the high school level and in the transfer portal. Relationships are important. It's not just about the NIL money. Now, for some some players it might be. But I think for the majority of the players – it's about having a relationship with the head coach or your position coach. 
is going to be a difference maker. Uh, you got to have confidence this place you're going because you've got these fell aspirations is that they're going to help you develop your skill set. You're going to develop and get better. You're going to win big. Everybody wants to win a natty. So relationship with coaches continues to be very, very important. One more note I wanted to bring up here. Uh, we had Sean McVay with the L.A. Rams commenting on former Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett. Look, Matt Stafford, another uh, former Georgia quarterback, expected back to be QB1 for the Rams in 2024. And Coach McKay was asked about Stetson Bennett, I guess with the exit interviews where the Rams get knocked out of the playoffs. And <laughs> Coach McVay offered up the comment on Stetson was, that's probably a conversation for another time, that Stetson Bennett is doing better. As you know, Stetson on the non-football injury list for most of the season after earning the backup job in training camp. Carson Wentz became the backup when Stetson Bennett went on the injury, uh, non-football injury list for the remainder of the season. So Wentz, they bring in Wentz to be the backup. He is not under contract for the 2024 season. So we'll continue to monitor Stetson Bennett and his future in the National Football League and hope for the very best. There is a, a shocking revelation coming out of the Atlanta Braves. We'll hit it next. You got the Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business, and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation, like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk, it's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. We are streaming at 680thefan.com. You can actually click and watch the show as we're waving right now at the audience. Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Thanks for watching and listening to the show. And get that fan mobile app. You can listen anywhere, anytime. Like Chad out in Hawaii. Crystal clear all the way in Hawaii. I think he got on that golf course yesterday, Buck? Yeah, he was out there teeing it up yesterday. So Who can blame jealous, him? I couldn't man. even take a shower this morning. The pipes were frozen up. <laughs> He's out there playing golf in short out there sleeves. teeing it up, brother. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you, Beaver Toyota in Coming. Let's find out what's popping. What's popping, man, with the Atlanta Braves? Well, let me tell you, the MLB Network has dropped their top 10 second baseman heading into the 2024 season. 
And do you know they don't have Ozzy Albies on the list? They've got Mookie Betts number one. Altuve two. Simeon three. Araz four. Marte five. Some dude named Matt McLean with a red six. You know McLean in Cincinnati, DT? That's a negative, Buck. I can't say I know much about him. Got Andres Jimenez in Cleveland. I'm sure Cellini knows about him. At least him. familiar with that name. Eduardo uh, Julian with the Twins at eight. Zach Geloff with the A's. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that correctly. And then you got Nico Horner with the Cubs, 10. No Ozzie Albies. Now, how can that be? Seriously, look at the season Ozzie's coming off of. Hit 280. That was number four among the second baseman in Major League Baseball. Ozzie had 33 bombs. Number one in Major League Baseball for second baseman. Number one in RBI with 109. Number three in runs scored with 96. Tied for third with 30 dubs. Doubles. Ozzie made only eight errors in 587 total chances. Hey, if you're more of an advanced analytics guy, you want to know the war and how he stacked up there, he's number seven. 4.7. Ozzie Albee's not among Major League Baseball's top ten second basemen. That doesn't make sense. I would beg to differ on that one. Now, I'm not sure who's compiling this for the MLB network, but I feel like calling up Mark DeRosa right now and issue, issuing a, an official complaint. T-Rose, the man to go to. Buck, I have a feeling that if this list were compiled by, say, perhaps general managers in Major League Baseball, perhaps other players uh, or, or just managers, I believe Ozzy would be a little, well, uh, obviously would not only be in the top ten, but he'd be up in the top five probably. I'm uh, outraged at this. Ozzy, one of my favorite players for the Braves. Well, maybe MLB is getting what they want. With their with this oh, clickbait with this clickbait article, let's not put Ozzy on there. Braves Nation I mean, will lose many their minds. How many people do you think would take Matt McLean over Ozzy Albies? Zero. I mean, and that's not fair. I don't I don't know much about that player, so um, but it doesn't sound right. You're darn right, it doesn't sound right. Four zero four two three one one six eighty. The number. We got a couple of minutes here. If you want to jump in, get on the show. That would be okay with me. Uh, we always appreciate you calling in, being a part of it. That's what's popping out there as we get ready, get closer to the brave season. Let's bring on Keith. He joins us on the Buck Blue Show here on the fan. Hello, Keith. Hey, Bug. I think this is one of those situations where, you know, you've got these AI um, situations where they're generating content. I think this is simply an AI gone wrong. Give me your thoughts on that. Gone wrong. AI. You know, I need to start considering that every time now. Let's let AI do. Let's let AI write out your entire show. Yeah, seriously. Start putting my feet up. I think Matt Lear could do that How much college football would would, uh, we be talking if we allowed that to happen? (laughs) Um, Would we be talking about maybe a little bit of uh, Murray knocking down that game-winning jump shot last night? DJ. A little less of the college football? 
I'm just determined. I'm going to mix in the college football season all year long. Well, I mean, you know me after two years of doing the show. We're talking college football every day. Keith makes a good point, though. This AI is legitimately writing out news articles, but I would hope Major League Baseball will be smarter than to let them let let artificial intelligence generate a list like this. Well, yeah, as I was pointing out, the stats, I mean, the stats used to mean something. I mean, if you lead all second basemen with 33 home runs and uh, lead all second basemen with 109 runs driven in and you're number three overall with second baseman and 96 runs scored, how are you not in the top ten? That That's production right there, brother. It's funny you talk about the stats and the things that you can see in the box score. What makes Ozzy so good is what you don't see in the box score. Yeah, and that's one of the things I love about him. He's one of the leaders on this team. The energy that his personality brings to the table. Uh, I look at all these second basemen, and I see Altuve maybe bringing some of that that Ozzy brings. Uh, you know, I don't want to disrespect Betts. He's one of the best players in the game today, but... It is remarkable for him to just jump to second base and be one of the best. It really is. I mean, he's phenomenal. <laughs> he's quite a player. But as far as the energy, the competitive spirit, uh, the quality teammate, I mean, Ozzy's up there. Uh, he's in the top ten of every one of those categories. Steve joins us on 680 The Fan. Hello, Steve. Yeah, Buck, I'm, uh, I just heard uh, Belichick's coming back for a second interview, and I'm very excited yeah. about that. I really hope we get him. Uh, my question to you is, if he does come, do you think there's any chance that we can still keep uh, Nelson as the coordinator? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's got a, a guy that he had planned all along because he's going to interview, I assume, with multiple teams, uh, interested in multiple jobs. Sure, he had that locked down who his defensive coordinator would be. And in these interviews, I'm sure that has come up or would come up. And I don't believe Nielsen would have been on that list. Maybe it did when he spoke with Arthur Blank on the super yacht. Or maybe that will come up. Uh, one of the things they'll talk about a little more in depth as he meets with Rich McKay, I'm assuming, over the weekend. Kevin joins us on the fan. What's going on, Kevin? Welcome to six hey, eight. Man, I got I gotta disagree with the guy that just called. I don't want Belichick for nothing. <laughs> Why and, is that? Uh, because of the age? Age, I just don't think he's a good fit for the team. You know, are we have we interviewed the enemy at all? Has, no, he, he's not on the list. You know, and what about Munkin? I don't guess we're going to interview Munkin. No, it doesn't look like it. We've already interviewed the defensive coordinator and the assistant head coach and defensive line coach. Uh, Munkin's name has not surfaced. That's probably because he coached at Georgia. Yeah, and, you probably know, is. Don't take Georgia players. Yeah, you're probably so. right. The coaches, you can add that to the list. Yep. So we I appreciate just, it. Thanks, thanks for listening, bud. brother. We appreciate yeah, it. man. Yeah, and it seems like when you look around at some of these polls that we've uh, seen over the last couple of weeks, since the job came open the last 10 days, seems like to me you've got the majority of the Falcons fans are not in favor of hiring Bill Belichick. Very interesting stuff. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. I was talking about it last week as we invested in Peacock and gave up the $5.99 so we could get the NFL playoff game. Otherwise, we're going to miss it. 
And uh, the viewership for that NFL playoff game on Peacock, they say, was somewhere between 23 and 26 million people. Set an all-time streaming record. But that 23 to 26 million that tuned in, that was the lowest viewership of the weekend, which is no surprise. Packers and Cowboys, uh, that drew 40 million. Rams and Lions, 36 million. Steelers and Bills, 31 million. The game on Peacock, 23 to 26 million. Now, the number that I've been looking for, I wanted to know, besides me, who else picked up that 599 just to see the game? And so far, NBC and Peacock, they have not released how many people paid the 599 just to see the playoff game. That number has not been released yet, so I'll continue to look for that. And I'm uh, sort of glad I paid up. 699. Gosh, I could spend that at the convenience store. Well, that's going to do it for the Blue Show today. We appreciate you hanging out. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Stay tuned for that here on the fan. Thank you, Buck. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.